Praise God. Brother Waldrop, we're glad you're here. I want you to take your liberty again today. Just obey the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Preach to me. Thank you, Pastor Rick, and praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. I think it'd be good if we'd lift our hands together again in the house of the Lord. Let's magnify his holy and righteous name together. We bless the mighty and matchless name of our God. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I magnify your holy name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Oh, we thank you for your goodness to us today. Oh, we don't take this for granted, God. We don't take this lightly. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Along with Brother Reagan, thank you so much for your attentiveness today. Amen. There's a difference in, a, in attendance and attentiveness. Anybody ever gone to a class and didn't learn anything? Amen. You were there in person, but you were distracted. You weren't paying attention. Amen. I, I'm reminded just, you know, you make a statement and things just start coming to your mind of experiences that you've had. And I remember uh, one day when I was in college, I had stayed up way too late the night before because I had put off way too long turning in some homework. Can I get a witness? Anybody brave enough to say amen? And so I think I'd, uh, I'd gotten about two hours of sleep, and, I, I, and I, it was the first year of, of college, and I was, I was that student that was on the front row right in front of the teacher's lectern. And uh, by the grace of God and the goodness of some instructors, I was not embarrassed that day. I remember realizing, open your eyes. Your eyes are closed. You're in class. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. I didn't get a lot out of class that day. I was there. I was in attendance, but I was not very attentive. Amen. Let's be attentive to the Spirit of the Lord here today. Amen. Hebrews, the third chapter. Even do want to say how much we appreciate the goodness of the Lord, His presence, His faithfulness. Amen. There's words of a song that's rolling over in my spirit today about His presence. He's here. Hallelujah. Jesus is here. Amen. He's here. Holy, holy, I will bless His name again. Amen. He is here. Listen closely. Hear Him calling out your name. He's here. He'll touch you. You'll never be the same. Amen. That's his desire today. Beginning in verse 7 of Hebrews, the third chapter. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. 
So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. What we have begun to read in verse 7, this parenthetical statement is actually a quotation from the Old Testament. Paul is referring back to the writings of the Old Testament. The Spirit of God has said, the Word of God has said, the Holy Ghost that anointed this Old Testament writer today, if you'll hear my voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. Verse number 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Amen. Weighty words from the word of God today. Amen. I do want, as the apostle Paul would write to the Hebrew church, I want to take heed. Amen. I want to pay attention. When the Spirit speaks, I want to have an ear to hear what the Spirit says to the church. Amen. While it is called today. Somebody say today. Amen. Would you lift up your voice again? Let's love him. I praise your holy name, Jesus. Let's lift up our voices. Oh, somebody feel after his presence in this house. I worship you. I love you. I magnify the mighty name of the Lord. I glorify the mighty name of Jesus. I glorify your mighty name. God, we're asking for another visitation of your presence. We're asking you to come down into this place one more time. God, you know, Lord, the desperate need that we have for your grace and your anointing. You know, Lord, oh, the things that need to be done that only you can do. In the mighty name of Jesus, praise the mighty name of our God. Amen. You may be seated today. Lord bless you. Quite certain most of us understand the, the scenario to which we have read about this morning. When we read about the day of provocation, this is the descriptive terms of that particular day when the children of Israel, in essence, let God know that they were not ready to receive his promises. I'm quite certain it's one of uh, the darkest days and hours in the history of God's people when they told God thanks, but no thanks. Amen. Now, we know how that God had delivered them. There is no doubt that they had been delivered from Egyptian bondage. 
As a matter of fact, before Moses even stepped foot back into the land of Egypt to fulfill the role of, of deliverer, God had told him, I am come down to deliver my people. I'm sending you there for a purpose. The time of their bondage has been fulfilled, and the time of their deliverance is at hand. It is a powerful and a glorious story how that God sent judgment against their captors and delivered them and the plagues and the Passover. And uh, we read about with a mighty hand and a stretched out arm, God delivered his people. We know how they came to the banks of the Red Sea and had mountains on either side. And, of course, Pharaoh's army had began to pursue after them to reclaim their uh Captives to bring them back in to bondage. But God simply declared to Moses, stretch forth thy rod. Moses declared to the people of the Lord, stand still and see the salvation of our God. Amen. There's a lot of places in Scripture. I wish I could go back and be there when it happened. I must confess that this is one of those places without doubt how that God chose to manifest his presence in a visible form. And as the Red Sea parted and God caused an east wind to blow on that seabed all night, to dry out that seabed for his people to cross over on dry land. How that God came down as a cloud and got between the Israelites and Pharaoh's army. Stood between Israel and their enemy. Amen. I don't know exactly what it looked like but it was enough to hold Pharaoh's army at bay. And how that God's people crossed over and, and the cloud lifted and the armies of Pharaoh were looking at here. Look at this highway that's been made and if they can cross, so can we. And so the armies of Pharaoh began to cross over and God commanded Moses to stretch forth your rod again and the waters of their deliverance became the waters of the destruction of their adversary. Amen. What a glorious experience. How that Moses, we read round about the 14th or 15th chapter of Exodus, then sang Moses this song. Amen. Some of the words of the song that Moses sang. The Lord, amen, is mighty. Amen, the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. 
a song of deliverance. Round about that time, his older sister Miriam picked up a timbrel and other ladies in the camp picked up their timbrels and began to sing and to dance before the Lord as they celebrated their deliverance from Egyptian bondage. It did not take them all that long to get from the banks of deliverance on the Red Sea over to the place of their passage at the Jordan River. From anywhere from a few weeks to a couple or three months. We don't know exactly, but it didn't take them all that long. But there were enough things that happened along that short journey to let them know I brought you out to, to bring you in. I didn't bring you out of Egyptian bondage to leave you alone. There were miracles that God performed along the way. But for some reason or another, when it come time to make that final decision, Amen. Now it was not just Moses' idea, but the spies that were sent, that were commanded. Moses was instructed by the Lord, I want you to send them over to check out your promises. Of course, we know that there was a man from each tribe, and Joshua and Caleb and ten others, and they brought the fruit back uh, from the land uh, and they declared truly it's a land that flows uh, with milk uh, and honey. Descriptive terms to tell what a healthy, what a productive, what a fruitful land uh, it is. Amen. There's pastures for our cattle. Uh, amen. There's enough nourishment to have healthy herds. Man, there's all kind of things uh, to sustain life. Uh, it is a good uh, land. This uh, is the fruit uh, of the land. You've never seen produce uh, like this. Amen. But the Bible said there was uh, an evil uh, report uh, that was given. And they begin to say, uh, but there's giants uh, in the land, uh, and the cities uh, are walled. Uh, the sons of Anak are there, and we are as grasshoppers uh, in their sight, uh, and we uh, are uh, not uh, a Amen. Joshua and Caleb continue to lift up their voice and say that we're more than able. Amen. We can do this. What are you saying? It doesn't matter how difficult it looks. Amen. Can I remind somebody? Have you forgotten the Red Sea? Have you forgotten the plagues in Egypt? Have you forgotten the Passover? Have you forgotten already all that God has done for us? Amen. If he's done that, he can do this. If he's answered that prayer, he can answer this one. 
praise God, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Hallelujah. I said there's nothing too hard for the Lord. This book I preach out of declares he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Amen. What God says he will do, hath he not declared and will he not perform his word? Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the word of God in my mouth. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my word will not pass away. Somebody clap your hands and give praise to a faithful God. Hallelujah. Amen. The prophet Isaiah spoke at the mouth of God like the rain and the snow that falls from the heavens and causes, amen, germination and causes productiveness to spring out of the soil. So shall my word be that cometh out of my mouth. It will not return void. It will not return void. It will not return void. Amen. I, I have to confess tonight. Hallelujah. I, I have a hard time comprehending the, this attitude of the people of God. I mean, this is what it's all about. This is what the plagues were all about. This is what deliverance was all about. This is what the Red Sea was all about. Amen. This is what the will of God is all about. Let's not stop now. Let's not be, stop believing now. Amen. With every work that God desires to do, the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe. Any believers in the house? He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It meant now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't have to have seen it before to believe God for it today. Oh, hallelujah. There's things as an evangelist I long to see, and I'm believing God to see it. There's things, Pastor Riggin, I've never saw before. Amen. There's things I've never experienced as yet, but my faith says I don't have to have seen it before to see it today. 
Amen. My book, Bible declares, Hebrews 11, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but were persuaded. Amen. They knew that God was faithful. I'm preaching about a faithful God today. I'm preaching about a God of promise today. Hallelujah. I've come to rake my Holy Ghost heels on the sins of fear and doubt and unbelief and intimidation. Hallelujah. I've come to stand with Joshua and Caleb and say if God brought us here, he can take us all the way. Hallelujah. Somebody shout today. Amen. This is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Hallelujah. I don't know how long I'll preach this morning, but I just feel like telling somebody there's no time like the present. The time to respond is now. The day to believe God is this very day. Come on, stop worrying about what did or didn't happen yesterday. It's in the past. We can't do anything about it. When yesterday was going down, it wasn't yesterday. It was called today. Amen. Tomorrow will never get here. Amen. Because when it arrives, it's not tomorrow anymore. Are you telling me, well, I'll never experience another Monday? That's up to God. But I just know if one more time, like it has so many times, Sunday is allowed to turn into Monday, Monday won't be tomorrow. It'll be today. And there's so many people, yea, even folks in this place today, that so much of your life is ensnared by yesterday and tomorrow. God is never allowed to operate in the only day he ever works in. God never works in yesterday. God never works in tomorrow. But when God works, he always works today. Today. Somebody shout today. That's what I'm preaching about. Amen. You may have had a great day yesterday. Amen. You may be looking forward to a wonderful day tomorrow. You may have just be rejoicing today that you made it through yesterday. You may be dreading tomorrow. I don't know. Amen. It really doesn't matter because today. Whoa. Hey, the devil said because you had a bad yesterday, you're going to have an even worse tomorrow. But today, I've come to preach to you, today can do something about your tomorrow. 
mercy I feel my help coming on me right about now hallelujah let me preach between the lines of scripture for a minute or two here amen let me put my words amen in Joshua and Caleb's mouth yesterday folks we're in the wilderness but if we'll do right with today tomorrow we'll wake up in the promised land Hallelujah. Our tomorrow doesn't have to look like our yesterday. But it's all up to today. It's not up to God. He's doing right with right now. Hey, he's given us an opportunity. He's given us a promise. He's given us his word. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and magnify the name of the Lord. Praise the name of our God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh. Oh, Jesus. The voice of the adversary says, because you never have, therefore you never will. The voice of the adversary says, because you've never experienced it, you never will. Amen. But you know from your own life experiences, there's things that you've experienced that were never experienced before. There's things that you've done that you've never done before. Amen. If it's so in the flesh, in the human realm, how much more so in the realm of the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel faith in my heart. Amen. I, I'm challenging you. <laughs> Ooh, I'm challenging somebody today. I feel a burden from heaven on my soul right now. You don't have to stand with the provokers. Amen. I said you don't have to be in the company of the provokers. Amen. I know judgment was passed upon a lot of those folks that day. And God said, fine, if that's the way you want it, if you want your wilderness, you can have it. Amen. But not everyone. Not everyone, amen, that was there that day, amen, died in the wilderness. Amen, that the ones who died in the wilderness were those that were capable of receiving promises but chose provocation over promise. Amen, amen. Those that were old enough and equipped enough, those that had ability to receive a promise but made a decision, amen, to stay put rather than take one more step of faith. Those were the ones whose carcasses died and were buried in the wilderness. Those were the ones that were left behind. Come on, I'm challenging somebody. You've got what it 
takes to walk in promise. Don't stay behind. I said if God was good enough to give you a promise, he's big enough to keep it. Oh, I'm not just preaching uh, to one or two. Uh, I feel like God's taking what I'm saying uh, and making it apply uh, all across the sanctuary. You know you're hearing from God right now. You know that he's made you promises. I'm not just preaching to the collective body of the Truth Church in Olathe, Kansas. I'm preaching to some individuals today. It's high time you made up your mind once and for all to stop procrastinating on the promises of God. I was reading our scripture text a few moments earlier today. Amen. My heart was quickened to verse number nine. He said, your father's tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. They saw my works. They saw my works. But the next verse said, they did always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. They saw my works, but they have not known my ways. That's where somebody I'm, I'm somebody I'm preaching. That's where you are. You saw his works, but you've not known his ways. You love it when God does things, but you stumble because his ways are above our ways, and his thoughts are above our thoughts. Hey, man, you like it when God does something. But, but you struggle when he doesn't do it the way you want him to. As long as God is operating, amen, on, on, on your opinion and in your preference. In other words, as long as God is submitting his will to yours, everything is just fine. Because that's really what the will of God is. It's God's preference. It's what God wants. It's what God wants, amen, in every way. Not just what God wants, but the way he wants it. There's a part of the will of God that is the subjective will of God. It's not just what God does, but it's the way he chooses to do it. It's according to God's opinion. Man, there's a difference in objective and subjective. Objective is based on fact. Subjective is based on opinion. Amen. There's no debate that this Bible 
Amen. The cover of this Bible is black. It's objective. It, there, there's, it's fact. You can't deny it. You can't argue with facts. That's a black Bible. But whether or not this is a big Bible depends on perspective. Because it might be bigger than your Bible or smaller than your Bible. This might be a thick Bible or a thin Bible. Now, I have my opinion, but it's based on my preference and my perspective and my personality. God doesn't always do things according to the way that we want them to done. There's a subjective will of God, and we have to surrender. Somebody better hear this right now. The key to a successful relationship with God is not just seeing his works, but knowing his ways. If I've ever talked to somebody in the Holy Ghost, I'm doing it right now. I said uh, we need to do more than see his works. God said, uh, amen. come on, the Philistines saw his works. The heathen saw his works. I mean, they walked in, uh, amen, to the pagan temple. They saw their idol falling over. They saw his works. They put the Ark of the Covenant on a cart and, amen, with those lowing cattle and, amen, they saw his works as those cattle left their calves behind. They saw his works, but they didn't know his ways. Let's lift our hands right now. Come on, as you do, please. Please surrender to the leading of the Holy Ghost here right now. This service is not just about this preacher. Mind and the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. God's trying to talk to somebody right now. Hallelujah. It's not about seeing my works. Come on, the Holy Ghost just told me. We've been wishing in my heart. Amen, that's what your relationship with God's all about. It's all about what you see. It's all about seeing my works. But God, sir, there's a dimension of faith that's beyond seeing my works. It's knowing my ways. Knowing my ways. Knowing my ways. Knowing my ways. There's some things that God wants to do. But if it's going to be done, it's going to be done his way or it won't happen. There's works that he wants you to experience. There's works that he wants you to witness. But before you ever witness those works, they're going to be done God's way. Hallelujah. Get your deals, heels from being dug in from the dirt. Come on. Amen. Repent of your stubbornness. Please don't be offended. Hey, my bonus right now. But God is craving a manifestation of his power in your life. Oh, amen. You don't have to stand in the crowd of the provokers today. But while it is called today, 
you have an opportunity. That won't be much longer. You have an opportunity to do right with right now. The last time you were in service, you had an opportunity. And in God's goodness, through God's grace, he's given you yet another opportunity. Amen. I, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I don't feel judgment in this place. But nobody knows how many more opportunities we have left. Amen. This may be your last opportunity. It may be mine. This may be the last time I get to preach under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's not my decision. Amen. But what I do know is I've got an opportunity right now. What I do know is I feel God's presence right now. What I do know is I, I, I've got the present. And so I just understand. Amen. God was good enough to give me this one. Let's do right by it. I, I, I'm not going to forfeit the present hoping, uh, amen, maybe later. That's really what they were saying. Uh, amen. I don't understand how it can happen. Amen. I don't understand how it could be. Uh, amen. Uh, there's walls and there's giants. and Amen. It looks impossible. Uh, come on, like nothing else that they'd witnessed before. Uh, what's not impossible? Like the plagues are not impossible. The Red Sea wasn't impossible. Amen, deliverance from Egypt wasn't impossible. Come on, somebody. Amen, now all of a sudden, walls and giants. Amen, a little fear and doubt spread through the camp. And God said, that's not how I operate. But this is how I operate. I say you can get it. You can have it. You can see it. You can experience it. If you'll step out and claim it. He said, I was grieved. I was grieved with that generation. I was grieved because when they had an opportunity, they chose to not respond. Amen. There's, a, there's su such a varied, such varied degrees of spiritual experiences in this place. But you know as well as I do, every one of us, there's a place in God that we've yet to go. Amen. And whether or not we get there is not up to God. Amen. There was a place by him for Moses. But Moses had to say, Lord, I beseech thee, show me your glory. Amen. God has a place for every one of us in this place today. God's got a place of deliverance, a place of conviction, a place of consecration, a place of revelation. A place of faithfulness, a place of peace. Hear this preacher right now. I said, God's got a place prepared for you. Amen. Just like he had the promised land prepared for them. Amen. And it was the will of God. But because how he chose to do it didn't satisfy their preference. Amen. They chose to not respond. Amen. And it was provoking the Lord. I'm challenging somebody right now. Amen. Step beyond provocation and step into promise. 
hey, I know there's reasons why. I've got reasons why not to preach what I'm preaching. But you know what the Holy Ghost said? Say something. Amen. Say these words to these people today. I could have easily talked myself out of it. Amen. But you know what I'm saying? I'm saying God knows what he's doing. It's not up to me. It's not up to me to decide how God does what he does. It's not up to me to decide what God does, much less the way he does it. I just want to see it happen. Does anybody want to see his works? Amen. But better yet, does anybody want to know his ways? I'm there again. I said, that's where I am again. I said, that's where I am. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Don't balk at his ways because it's not according to your preference. Oh, let's call upon his name right now. Hallelujah. 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 While it is called today, I worship your holy name. I glorify your mighty name. I magnify the name of Jesus. Let's stand to our feet. Let's open our hearts here right now. Come on, let's invite a Holy Ghost confirmation into this sanctuary right now. Hallelujah. 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 I want to know your ways, God. I want to know your ways. I want to know feel his presence here right now you've got an opportunity right now to do something about where you are and I'm challenging you <laughs> exhort one another daily while it is called today you've got a chance to pray you've got a chance to obey you have an opportunity to surrender. These altars are open for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> 